Brave Moment is a space to be yourself, to reflect on the ordinary and extraordinary moments that are part of everyday life. I hope we can heal, laugh, share wisdom, and just be brave together. Welcome back. You're tuned into Brave Moment with Malin Romalo. Today I have my baby sister. She's not a baby, y'all, so I should stop calling her a baby. Um, but my little sister, we're going to do something light, I hope. Maybe not. Who knows? We're doing a Q&A today, so she got some questions. I got some questions. But before we get started, hey, girl. Hey, girl. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you here. You don't seem excited. What's going on? I'm excited. You know me. When I'm excited, I compress my feelings <laughs> and I'm like, I actually look like I'm more nervous than excited, but I guess. That's so interesting. I actually like, didn't know that about you. Hmm, a lot of the time. A lot of the time. Even when like, there's an exciting opportunity. I know. You do that. I, that's I, that's I, very yeah. irritating. Like, I feel like you should have a little bit more like, oomph. It's there. It's just Inside. deep within. <laughs> yes, it's definitely there. Okay, cool. So, for the people who are joining us today, um, do you want to introduce yourself, like who you are, um, and not just go under the banner as little sister, you know? Um, yeah, go for it. <laughs> who am I? Yeah. Who is Natando Nomai? You know, this question is actually really broad, but mm -hmm. also it can be very simple. I remember there was a kid, I'm going to go back, there was a kid that asked her mother, Linda, who are you? Yes. Who are you? Okay. Not your name, not that you're a daughter or a mother, who are you? Okay. So it's a very difficult question to answer, but I guess, um, I guess I'm, I'm a creator. Okay, creator. You know, I'm a writer. Okay, writer. Um, you write movies and she... <laughs> <laughs> I try, I try. But in the in the greater scheme of things, I'm Nutandungumalo Inganeya Zwite. I'm Kaitra and I am a daughter, yes. And I am a sister, a baby sister. Umatlina. <laughs> um, I think I used to always say that I am... A person who is fierce, who is not afraid of any, anything and deliberate. Mm -hmm. um, so, who am I? I'm, I am a force, I guess. Hey, talk to us nice, mama. Very nervous force <laughs> to, to the public, I guess. Um, what makes you say that? Why do you say nervous force to the public? What's going on? What do you mean? Because I don't think anybody else would be like, oh, Tando is a force. I think I see that in myself. Yeah. And I think the world will see it one day. And I think, I, think I agree. They'll see it through my storytelling. I think I agree. I don't know. Like, but also maybe it's because, like, obviously we grew up together. So, like, I basically watched you grow up. So, like, I think I can agree with that. Like, I always felt like, you know, when we were kids, you were just always doing janky-ass shit. <laughs> getting into trouble. Calling me out. Like... Okay. You know, it was just so stressful being your older sister because I didn't like drama and like people in my ear and like particularly mom shouting. Just like even the thought of like anyone shouting at me gives me anxiety. So I just genuinely always wanted to stay away from that. So like, but the point I'm trying to make here and the thing I'm trying to drive home here is that like the reason why I can see the force thing is like how it was always like like 
you had this thing about you that I wish you had a little bit more now. You were just like, like you weren't afraid. Like you just literally were always like, screw it. I'm gonna get into trouble. If I'm getting into trouble, gonna get ghosty. It is what it is. <laughs> Um, mm. And I love that. Like, I think I love that so much of, like, about who you were when you were younger. And I know in general as people were a lot more fearless when we were younger and brave and bold. And so, like, that's the thing. Like, I can see, like, like when you say nervous force, I can, I can kind of get, because, like, I think people, a lot of people will say between the two of us, like, I'm the one that's, like, super out there. And I get it, like, yo girl can like you know put herself out there mm-hmm. but i'm also super like introverted i need to be alone um whereas with you it's the reverse you're like super introverted at first and then you're like out there mm-hmm. um but yeah but like i, I get it, i get it. like you always used to just i mean maybe in the wrong way because <laughs> i'm trying to remember an example of you like going for it in like a really good way when you were younger um, I like, think I I think for me, um, it didn't seem wrong at the time. It was like okay, you're just living your life. Out. Yeah, because I mean, if if you're going to be told that A, B, and C don't do this because you know it's just wrong, you want to see for yourself. So yeah. for me, I agree with you that I wish I had still had that tenacity that I had. Because it would do so many things for me now, yeah. where I am now. Um, but yeah, again, that's why I said that I always used to go by, I am not afraid. I'm very deliberate. Yeah. Um, which is something that I want back. And that's something that's it's in me. I yeah. think it's planted in me. But a lot of my life has been shaped by experiences that I've had now, you yeah. know. Um, I do believe that it's deeply rooted in me. What so, do you think mm-hmm. um, for you when you just talk about like your life has there's been like a lot of things that like, have shaped your experiences? What do you feel like or maybe like two things that really stand out to you that could have chipped away at that like boldness and fearlessness? I actually have one. Okay, what is it? Loss. Say more. When I say loss, um, I refer to losing the people very, very close to me. Um, one being my brother, one, the other one being my mom. Dad is gone, yes, but um, I think I was at an age where I didn't understand what loss was. And because of how we grew up and how mom really shouted the fact that it's okay, but, you know, for me specifically, I'm not speaking for, for all of us. But I mean, the question is about you, girl. Yeah, I'm just, I'm putting it out there that, yes, mom shaped it like this, but for me, how I experienced it is that there was always a space held for dad, even though he was never there. Yeah. So immediately when Smanga passed, I think... I was at an age where I understood what loss was, but I was always that person that just was like, okay, I'm experiencing this, but I need to keep going, right? Yeah. Which means I never dealt with what... was happening. What, what, yes, exactly. Yeah. So immediately when mom passed, mm. I think, even not immediately actually, it took 
probably two to three years for me to feel this. Okay. Um, and for me to understand that it's chipped away certain parts of my life, you know, and how I see life, how I perceive life. And again, mm. how I'm just like, okay, this is how I was and this is how I am now. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say it was lost. Yeah, I don't know how else to describe it, actually. Okay, so maybe let me ask you this just to get a better like, picture or understanding. It's like, so we talk about your feel, fearlessness and like we talk about losing, like, you know, our family. And what I'm trying to really kind of tap into is like the correlation for you. Like, the correlation is, is, is that one person or those people who, mm. who you always wanted to make proud those you? you know what i mean yeah. um those people that always believed in you not to say that like ukona when mm. right ukona when and you fill in those gaps but it, it will never be the same yeah look i mean like i mean we just started this podcast on heavy and chat. Then <laughs> 10 past 4 but it's important to to, <laughs> um, to communicate these things because yeah I, I think what I was going to say in response to that is like, I get what you're saying um, because when like something is taken from you or there's a loss, especially in like the people that you live and or do life with and like are integral to your DNA um, and DNA being not just your genetics, but DNA being like you have been living and doing life with these people that every part of how you've seen your future involves them. Yes. And yes. so, like, so I get it. Like, I mean, look, this, that's just definitely, like, a, I think a, a part of the journey with grief and, like, loss of, like, no one's ever going to fill the gap. There's, like, it's, it's almost like, I mean, I could get married tomorrow and, like, have my whole family myself. Mm -hmm. It's not going to take away from the loss that I've, like, you know, that I've experienced, that you've experienced, that we've experienced. Um, it's just, it's different, right? And I don't think, like, I personally don't think like honoring them is like doing any disservice to me in our relationship. Mm. You know, I think it's really cool that you feel that there are some gaps that I can like kind of try to step in. Um, and for me, I just, I don't think it's like an intention to try to like step in for them. For yeah, me, I understand like, that. It, like, yeah, I'm just like expressing mm. that. Like, for me, it's not an intention to step in for them because I always want their place to always be there mm. and to be seen and to be held. Um, but I think it's just like kind of recognizing when so much loss has transpired that you you really need to kind of make the most of what you have and like true, true. expand as much as possible for the people that are in your life and that kind of keep you. That's true. That's true. I th I think I only started realizing most of that through you, actually. Um, again, going back to like a lot of stuff being stripped away from me because they are no longer there. Mm. Um, there, there are parts of me that are like, okay, I need to do this to still honor them, you know, um, even though Abasekolana. Right. Yeah. But there are parts of me that are like, you should have been here. And it goes back to that one quote that if you don't forgive them for dying, 
then it won't open up your blessings, right? Hold on, I'm gonna look. Please look for it. I'm please, gonna, you, you keep talking. Please look, look for it. it because that thing hit me so hard because it made me realize after so many years that I'm not mad at them, but it's like how how does how does Ungai die? How does Uma die? You know, mm. like it's 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 almost like I don't have an understanding of a good how do you just leave? Yeah. You know? I'll never forget, like, just after my past, one of the things you said, and literally, like, it just kind of knocked the wind out of me. You were just like, mom doesn't die. Exactly. Like, that was crazy. Exactly. Goes back to that thing, mm-hmm. I worshipped her, you know? She was my best friend. She was my everything. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to reap all the fruits of my labor now. Physically, unfortunately, I can't do that. Yeah. You know, and I know that I can't do that, but also I'm human. And if it means that it's stripped away some parts of my life and some parts of how I respond to things or how I operate, mm. I need to also allow myself to, to feel that. I don't even know, actually, because I thought about this the other day. I was just like, maybe it's part of my, my grief process. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what a grief process looks like. Mm. I need to figure out my own, right? Yeah, I just, like, I don't think anyone knows what a grief process looks like. I think, like, all you know is that you're on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Until, you know, yeah, like, I mean, I have a whole grief episode where Mm. I, like, kind of talked about a lot of stuff. But you just got to relearn yourself and you've got to relearn the life that you now have to live. Not even relearn, like kind of put it together. That's exactly what grief is. So like, I don't think there's a process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think there's like anyone else who can tell you how to do it. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that I can maybe say is I want you to be committed to the process. Whatever that looks like. Because in that process, at some point, there is healing. Mm-hmm. And so that, like, that's the mm-hmm. only thing I think I can mm-hmm. say. Like, whatever your process looks like, it, it's not the same as mine, and mm-hmm. we won't be at the same places because, you know, they meant different things. They were different things to us in our individual journeys, right? And so, like, they didn't play the exact same role, even though they had the exact same role, like brother, mother, yeah, you know, and um, and dad, you know, uh, father. So it will look different um however did you find it i found it so this is a quote by renee biddy which i love so much and i love her so much shout out girl your ancestors cannot bless you until you forgive them for dying there we go i think i said it the opposite way yes you did <laughs> literally um yo that quote hit me so hard i remember you sent it to me mm. and i was just like wow wow like it brought tears to my eyes because I realized what you know and that's the work that I need to do for myself that's hectic yeah I need to do it for myself because I ask myself sometimes where would I be you know that's a there's a song by uh, Amanda Black and it's it's the song she wrote for her best friend when, who died I wonder who's so so, yes, if um, you were still alive. Yeah, and I remember like, man, I remember driving and like through the streets of Cape Town near Waterfront and I remember playing that song on 
you know, the radio or like Bluetooth. And I just remember like literally just like crying all the way home. Mm. Just like, because I just always, whenever I hear that song, I always think of a smile. Smile, yeah. And it's just like, yeah. yeah, I just think like he was such a force and he was just so big and like, I know everyone loves it, like older siblings, but he just legit was a legend. Like, <laughs> I'm yet to... Oh no, he was throughout. Yeah, I'm yet to meet anyone who knew him, Ulans, and who, you know, who wouldn't speak very fondly of him and like, just greatly of him. Obviously, he's a person, so obviously flawed, as we all are, but mm. like, I think for me, it was always like, he was my like... Role model. Uh, like role model at first maybe but I think it changed obviously because I mean he went into some janky ass stuff himself <laughs> with his life I mean just as human beings do exactly I know, all of I us know, I know I know <laughs> um, but like he was like my first everything my first mm. friend you know the person who inspired a lot of things that I did and I was super competitive and he was too so it was really nice to just have that like age where I would always kind of subconsciously or even consciously compete with him, but in a very healthy way, which I'm grateful for. And, um, you know, always aim to be better because, you know, <laughs> the prodigy is always better. Mm. Um, and I just, he was always be- so proud of me. So I love that. Mm. Like, I always loved that. I think I loved seeing him be proud of me. Mm. That's what I loved. Mm. And... You've actually put it exactly how I think about it. I'm just like, yeah, I have always just wondered what it would look like. You know, exactly. Yeah. So, hmm. It's such a difficult place to be, but I also think it's like, it's so difficult because I don't think the moments like that, like, I don't think it knocks the wind out of me like it used to. Um... I guess going back to how it shaped how I think about myself as a force, but just feeling like other people might not see that is because of how I I conduct myself now, um, opposed to when I was younger. Like, I I feel like I'm more closed off. Um, I wouldn't say I'm more confident, but it definitely isn't the same. I got you, I got you. It's it's not the same. So what I'm hearing is, like, the closed offness is more like a like a way to protect yourself absolutely from experiencing loss but like now it's obviously not just the loss of like in the physical like you're alive and dead or mm. dead or death death and life life and death life and death <laughs> yes maybe that way life and death but it's more like now a protection of like loss in different areas like different layers absolutely so it's, like it's just layered absolutely now. okay i got you yeah i got you okay so Let's switch things up a little bit. Question time. Let's do the questions. Um, thank you for sharing that, by the way. I'm happy to share it, actually, because <laughs> I just feel like I've I've spoken about it before, but not to this extent. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was good to share. Good. Okay, so my next, well, my actual question, because we're doing Q&A, um, how has being loved shaped who you are today? Okay. Firstly, firstly, I am love. <laughs> I just got to okay, put girl. it out there. Okay. But more than anything, I belong to love. You know, same way they say God is love. Um, I think love has shaped 
well, first of all, that's like second of all now. Actually, second of all, yes. <laughs> if you're saying what, wait, please repeat your question. How has being loved shaped, shaped who you are today? Okay. So I'm gonna go back to saying God is love, and for me, it's always been God, family. You know, those are the two things, like in in that exact order. And family is love. And how my family has shaped me mm. has been one of the crucial things in my life. Like, so important. Um, and how has your family shaped you? <laughs> well, um, no, like, I'm not going to even... Like try sugarcoat it or anything. My mom always said, mm. you know, um, she always taught us that even when we as siblings, you know, have a riff or whatever the case is, mm. we need to sit down and talk about it. Yeah, I know that's right. Yeah. So I, 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 holistically, I don't know how to answer your question in terms of how love has shaped me. I can say my family is love. Mm. And my family has shaped me to nurture relationships. And I think that that's what love is to me. Okay. You that's know? beautiful. I think that, yeah, in a, like the most simple way, I belong to love. Girl. And I am from love and I am love. <laughs> what are you going to say? Name. <laughs> Even in my name, you know, time though. But I'm not my name, Ngokwam. Yes, I am my own person, yeah. but I come from 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 something, mm. you know, something greater than me, mm. you know. So, mm. okay, you got any questions for me? Girl? I do. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> You're such a cloud. I do. So one of my first questions is, if you were to meet yourself as Umali. What Serene would you say you? to yourself? Like, as Ooh. you. Okay. You know, it's really interesting. I found a letter I wrote to myself when I was 27. And it's, I think it was to my younger self or older self. I think older self. And I need to find that because I actually, it's somewhere. I wanted to, and maybe I'll record a podcast and share it. But now. Yeah, yeah. No, mm -hmm. I just thought about that question. So if I were to meet myself as myself right now, like today, damn, yeah. that's a good question. Okay, okay. I would probably say to myself, um, you are so loved. I would like yeah i'd say you're so loved i like i think like i think i just sometimes miss it mm. like i don't think like and this is why like every year like a fool on my birthday i get emotional make it a big deal i mean i make it a big deal because I, yeah i love birthdays mm. but like i think like i get emotional for like the people who show up the people who call the people who are just present and who are keen to celebrate my existence, like me being alive. Mm -hmm. um, and I think like, that's what I would say to myself at this age, like love 
love of self, love of community, um, love of God, um, you know, is what it's all about. Like, that's the thing that will carry you through every single thing that you're going to face, um, is loving yourself, is loving your community and others, and loving God. But probably God first, <laughs> because you can't do nothing without God. Let's mm. be honest. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think like I think I forget that I'm loved a lot, mm. and I try to do things by myself a lot, and I don't think I should. And I think, yeah, you're loved, and it's okay to ask for help. That's what I would say to myself. Okay, that's very beautiful, and I think I like how it led from your question mm. and how you answered my question because you could have answered it differently but it was you know yeah i'm just like such a sucker for love love <laughs> i'm just like that i'm a sucker for love i'm like this little mushy thing mm. okay that's beautiful okay can i ask you the same thing yes i guess <laughs> yeah i'm actually that, that was a really throw good it back at me I'm okay well, okay, if I admit myself now, okay, I had a conversation earlier today, actually, about if I were to meet myself at where I am right now, mm-hmm. I would actually be hard on myself, <laughs> really, really hard on myself. Why? Um, because I definitely know that I should be going harder. You know, um, okay, but the question wasn't actually if you'd be hard on yourself, it's what would you say to yourself? I would tell myself, girl, go harder. Yes, I would literally say, Zitembe, like trust okay. yourself. And as, nice. as, as much as you know, like I say, be hard on myself, maybe not in the most negative way, but I would encourage myself even more, you know. Do you feel like you're not doing enough right now? I do sometimes feel like that. Why? I mean, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I'm not, I'm not being tough on myself as, sh- as I should. And again, maybe I'm using the wrong words to say tough. But you know how they say there's tough love and there's this and that. Yeah. Maybe I am, but not in the way that I should be. So my question is, so then, like, if you're saying you'd be hard on yourself, what does that look like? Like, what does that actually look like? Like, in, like, think about a conversation you are having with yourself. What are you saying to yourself? Tando, mm-hmm. you are better than this. Okay. Mm. Tando, I feel like that's a self-drag, not just No, like, it's not even a self-drag. Listen, I'm not even done. Okay, girl. Got when you. I say you're better than this, it's not saying that we, what you're doing now is not good enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's saying that you know that you could do more. You okay. could be better. You could move in spaces that are much more deserving of you. Hence, that's why I'm saying and maybe... people that are much more deserving of you. Yes, but I'm work. I'm 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 much better. I'm much better with that. Definitely. If we were talking on this podcast a couple of months ago, it would have been a different story. Okay. You know, 
I've, I've let go of, of, of things that I never thought I would let go of. Yeah. That weren't serving me anymore. And yeah. I'm proud of myself for that. So I guess maybe that's one of the things I'd say to myself. I'm, I'm proud of you, Tando. I'm so proud of you. But then again, come back and be like, I'm proud of you. But you can do more. Yeah. You know, um, that's why I spoke about spaces and, and, and things that I could be doing. Mm. You know, um, but... It's, it goes hand in hand with the fact that I want more, but I'm grateful for what I have. Yeah, gratitude will give way to so mm. much more. Gratitude is a must, you know. So, yeah, I think that's what I would say to myself. Tando, I'm proud of you, but let's go harder, girl. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with going harder. So, let's go. There's nothing wrong with going harder. As yeah. long as, like, you have room for some rest and compassion. But, like, for sure, like... Yeah, that's the only thing I would say is like make sure that like as much as you go hard, you rest and you have compassion for yourself because I think mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have that. And I think even if I think of myself at your age, I just think I was a mean bitch to myself. Like I was just, just awful to myself. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't have been friends with me if I treated my friends the way I would treat myself. Oh no, definitely. I think... I'm 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 a I'm a good person in that in that sense. Um yeah, like I think, you know, more especially I think when I when I say this, it's it's more especially career driven. Yeah. Like when I speak about these type of things, I'm talking about like how I see myself in what I'm doing in terms of my career and stuff like that. But as a as a person and and the work that I've done as a person, I'm proud of myself. I've, I've always see, held myself at a high regard in terms of how I treat people and how I show up Well, not treat people. people, I just mean like yourself. That's how I, I treat myself. Yeah. Okay, I see, I see. That's what I was saying. I, I was like, I don't think I would be friends with me if I was like another person and not myself because I just was very mean. Okay, I'd still be friends with me though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be friends with me now. I've, like, I've, always, I've always thought that like, you know what? It's me versus me, but also, like, I've never fell short in how I, I am. Like, that's why I say it again. It was always about career when I doubt myself. As a person, mm. nah. I got that shit on lock. Like, I know myself. <laughs> and when I don't know myself, I'm probably cracking my head because I'm like, get back, you're missing on to get back to yourself. Because it's just like, no, you, no, no. But yeah. I hope, I don't know, I hope I answered the question. Yeah, I think now you get to go. Because I threw that one back. You th no, man. You <laughs> go back. <laughs> no, it's your question now. No, but you threw my question back to me. So it's a question. There ain't no way, me. boy. <laughs> there ain't no way. Um, okay, so have you ever overcome like a fear of yours? Damn. And, and, and what is it? What does it look like? I mean, if you have, and if you're willing to share with us. I came with the questions this time around. <laughs> Girl, you came through. You came in hot. Um, damn. Um, some of your questions like made me to think. Uh, it doesn't have to be deep because it's one of your fears, you know. Um, yeah, actually, I'll, I'll use a very simple example that I, I remember. I, I always say very flippantly to like people. Um, when I started learning how to drive, I was terrified of driving. Mm -hmm. I would like 
basically leave like marks on the seat from the sweating like that's how scared I was and um, also mom is not good at teaching anybody how to drive so that was that should not have been transpiring um, and the first time I got behind the wheel was with her so I remember like we were driving and we were in Durban North the roads were clear I don't know if you remember this time I think you were in the back seat but like homegirl we're passing Carol's place we like we keep going Uncle puts the handbrake because I didn't start slowing down for the stop street, but I was so far from the stop street, I still had time. So she's like, pulled the handbrake. And so like, that kind of like, had me terrified. And I thought like, I was gonna kill people. Like every time I got behind the wheel, in my mind, I always thought like, oh my God, I'm just, you know, I'm gonna kill people. And I think when I did get my license and then I did start driving, um, shout out to an ex of mine who for real, for real, like put me on the road as terrified as I was, but like was like tough on me. But I think when I think back to at the times we were in the car together and he'd make me drive, how much I learned in those moments as terrified as I was to trust myself and that like now I can drive anywhere and I have so much confidence and even when I chose to buy my car, I chose to buy a manual car, not because um, I didn't want an automatic, but because I just never wanted that fear to be so present in my life. So I like just actively choosing to like face it in like the smallest way because driving is like not that big, but like it consumes so much of me that every time I get into a car behind a wheel, I would literally sweat through my clothes. So like, yeah, I think that that's a fear I've overcome and um, like now I drive and I drive like, <laughs> like I'm a taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'm very confident in my driving now. I'm also super alert and super safe, um, but just also confident. And when I do enjoy driving, I really enjoy it because I don't like to drive. So yeah, that's my fear. Oh, that's one of the things I think I overcame. That's like not so deep. Okay. Okay, cool. I'm going to go into an interesting topic now. What's the biggest lesson you've learned from dating and relationships <laughs> with significant others? <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yo, okay. Shucks. Mm. <laughs> mm. You need to get some wine, girl. What's going on? You need some wine? Ooh, we're gonna need some wine. Yes. Um, the biggest lesson. Crazy. Damn, yo. <laughs> I actually. Oh. Mm -mm. Oh, are you trying to skip through the lessons, now, girl? What's going on? No, I'm just trying to think. Like this is a deep ass question. Um. So one of the biggest lessons I've learned is that I tend to give too much of myself. I don't see that as a bad thing, um, but it's, it's, it's really, really, really costed me. When you say too much of yourself, like what does that mean? In what way? Yo, in what way? Yes, ma'am. Can I say holistically? <laughs> or... 
Okay, I need to. I, I need to. I need to be specific. Um, do you feel like you give yourself away? Like you abandon yourself in relationships? Is that what you're saying? Not necessarily. I just know at times where I shouldn't be doing too much. I tend to do it anyway because I'm thinking about the other person and how they will feel. So it is a little bit like self-abandonment because that's what self-abandonment is. <laughs> is when you like... I don't know if I would call it that because I just genuinely think that's how I am in just all relationships, platonic relationships, um, romantic relationships. I, I'm both like that. That's how I am. I only regret it at some point when I feel like it's not reciprocated. Okay. Yeah. So I think the biggest lesson is that maybe not hold back, but okay, maybe you're all right. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you're all right. I don't know. <laughs> I just never feel like, I never feel like I'm giving away myself to someone completely. You know, I still feel like I have parts of me that I still can latch onto, right? But I think ultimately, like, being in a relationship with someone, there, is, there are parts of you that you're giving to that person. For sure. And entrusting them, which they're going to protect you and keep you safe. For sure. And not make a fool out of you. Yes, you know. So, but then there's also a point where you just like, Tando, I so it's like a cool. Yeah, girl, you really are in the Wenzakakulu category. <laughs> so, in it. so I, I, I definitely, those are one of the things that I regret. And um, I, I feel like I could work on, I guess, without stripping away who I am. Because if I'm naturally like that, that's how I would I, show up. I think like what like needs to maybe happen is like a set of boundaries. Because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like maybe a lack of boundaries. It's so weird because I believe in boundaries and I'm always the one who's actually communicating. Even, even in a relationship, mm -hmm. I communicate boundaries. If you're being too comfortable and now I'm the one who's putting in the work, but that's not I a communicate that. I, I, don't, I don't hear that as a boundary. Kanjan, maybe, if I'm telling you that... Wait, well, no, no, you, no. So like, let's, let's, let's think about it like maybe in a different perspective, mm -hmm. right? So like... That's why I'm saying I don't hear it as a boundary. So maybe like if you elaborate a bit more, I can kind of get to where you're at. But like for me, it's like your boundary needs to be for you, not telling oh, the other person. Oh, for the, the next That's person. That's what I'm okay. saying. So like a boundary is to protect yourself okay, and you and not necessarily kind of putting in guidelines for the next person. Because that's like more teaching somebody else how to treat you versus like I'm I'm telling you right now that like if you are not a person who can respect me even when I'm at my worst, that's a boundary for me. Like, I, like we can't keep going with this relationship. Or if you're a person who lies to me, that's my boundary. That's to protect me. It's not to keep you out, but it's so that you know that like that's something that I can't partake in or participate in. Like just as an example. No, no, I hear your example loud and clear, and, and I think it, you're right. It's very important to have your own boundaries, um, of which, yeah, I think I, 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 I've had them in, in my previous, um, previous relationships. Um, but then there are parts 
of the relationship where I probably let that go. Mm. Um, um, and I didn't see it at the time mm. because that's, for me, I thought I was showing up authentically. Yeah. Um, and I never see it. So now reflecting back, I'm like, okay, maybe you're right. Maybe I did not respect my own boundaries for myself mm. and I guess that's also again a part of me letting myself down or just thinking okay this is something that I don't ever want to face again yeah because mm. I yeah cool as you said cool at a point where I even realized cool but I still can stay in something because I still believe there's something greater that's going to come out of this and again that also kind of means uh, Begazella yeah girl you uh, in the Begazella clan like, no 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 don't, don't pay don't not yeah, pay me as Begazella please don't yeah. pay me as Begazella look we've all been there everyone's had a, a stint in the Begazella yeah, house yeah, I guess yes I think I I did have it in in one of my relationships and um it also I'm grateful because also kind of is shaping how I will look at things moving forward. And I wouldn't say, I think I used the word regret before and I'd like to take it back. I don't regret a lot of things. Mm. And I think that's one of the things that I appreciate about myself because I take away stuff from the things that happen, even if I was unhappy about it, you know, or it hurt me deeply. Mm. But to say I regret it, no, I don't think so. Um, instead, I know moving forward into something else that I know how I would show up for myself first. Yes. And set boundaries for myself first. First of all, I come first. <laughs> Let me put it like that. I need to come first. I know that's right. I need to come first. And yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm just happy to hear you say that, like, because I obviously have seen the journey and I have an idea of the relationship that you're talking about. And, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. You definitely were not coming first in that relationship. So I'm just happy to hear you say that. Mm. And for you to also recognize, because it's one thing for other people to kind of be saying, yo, this is a little bit messed up. What's going on? Mm. But for you to see it for yourself and for you to step up and do something for yourself. And also just like do the reflection and the like, okay, so like what will the next thing, and the next thing doesn't necessarily have to involve a partner, but like the next thing that I step into that I find myself showing up with self-abandonment or putting myself second or third or fourth, um, like how do I shift that Mm. to checking in with myself and putting myself in at the center so that yeah, like, yo, whoever listens to the podcast knows I'm yeah. always talking about it starts with self. Everything that you do, mm-hmm. you always got to start with yourself because you are the outsource of everything going out into the world, into mm. your community. So, mm-hmm. like, if you got a broken heart, that broken heart and that gooey, messy stuff is coming out into your community. So that's why it's like, it's you, you, you first, um, but with the purpose of showing up beautifully in your community healthily yeah i think also maybe that's why i also was afraid to create my own community 
Okay, say more about that. Let's, let's okay. Yeah, like, you know, like when you... Almost like when you just have been disappointed before because, yes, we're speaking about like a relationship that that I like how you showed up and how I showed up yeah. yeah but like when I think about that I'm just like even how I my very first like proper proper heartbreak was actually a friendship breakup yeah I know that's very possible and 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 I think that shaped how I perceive building a community I was very scared yeah, I, I was I was very very scared because also for me, I've always had a very small circle of friends. Mm-hmm. One, um, so when something like that happens, I guarded myself, and that's how I am in general. Yes. If something happens to me that hurts, that's painful, that's a heartbreak, that's loss, I will put on an armor, and it will seem like. Oh, I don't. I don't want to associate myself with, like, meeting new people. You know, having new experiences and stuff like that. But it's. I didn't ever want to say this with my mouth, but it's a fear of mine. Yeah. Because of my experience. It's unfortunate that one person can. You know. Isn't it just like one experience can, can literally ripple? It has like such a ripple, ripple effect. effect. And it like messes up with your head and like, and I think sometimes like even when you're not conscious of it, like how you're responding to things, it's like, yo, and you look back at some situations, you're just like, I should have been better. Like I really should have handled myself better. I should have communicated better or should have also taken a pause before responding or reacting or even putting Mm, up the walls. Definitely. Like I, I definitely put up a lot of walls. And um, I was fortunate enough to to go into a romantic relationship when I started feeling like, okay, I'm starting to accept that I had a broken heart, you know? Mm. But then again, now that I think about it, like a couple of years down the line, again, I feel like I'm, I'm I'm going through the same thing, but with someone that was my partner and it's it's tricky now because i actually was starting to feel like now is the time to create community i think you can still create community i still can i still can but i still need to allow myself the time to realize that tando this is how you showed up in this relationship and i need to fix that like i need to deal with that first no, I'm straight. Mm. Like, I'm with you 100%. Like, for sure. Like, like there ain't no way I'm trying to create no community when you suck a you know what I mean? No. I mean, so... It's I like not going to happen. I like the fact that we're talking about creating community because I think, like, sometimes community creates itself, uh, itself around us. I don't know with me, hey? I don't know. Maybe with you. <laughs> like, let's not compare because it's not the same. It's really, really not the same. I've never had the, like, of it. Um... And I'm and I'm okay with it. I think it's so hold on. I just wanna full stop, like pause you in your tracks right there, ma'am. 
for you to sit there and say like you don't know about you do you know that my community but it's yours had no, you no, not no. been there yes, where would they be that's not the point though that's but like if you think about how i see them no mm. but if you think about how communities are formed like let's be honest like we don't just i didn't meet the first person in the world that's fine like, but i would like I it to be outside of you is that no, okay i'm not saying that you can't but i'm just saying like don't Dismiss the community. I'm not. Really no, I'm not. You. I'm not saying that they're not there. I'm not dismissing them. You're just, I'm, you want I'm the talking ones about that got orchestrated by by you. By me. Yeah, yes. that's fine. I mean, yes. that's fine. Yeah. You know, and I think it's important because it's even a conversation we had before. We see you've moved to a different city. You know, there's new people that you're meeting. This and that. It's important, mm. and I've sat on it and I've thought about it for a very long time. Mm. Um. And it's so important that it happens, but also, I think I am sometimes the reason why it's not happening because of these other experiences. Mm. You know, I'm I'm very. That's another thing about me. I feel like I'm very self-aware. Okay. I know. I I know. You know, I I I feel like. You said something about calling myself out before. I do that to myself all the time mm-hmm. because it helps me. Yeah, being true to yourself yes. helps you be accountable. And that's why I believe in Nikuni. So, to myself first before Nikuni, so go banya band. You know, I think it's so important. So, yeah, did like I just in the greater scheme of things, I really hope one day I can create my own community. You know. But yeah, I, I see them yeah. and I love them dearly. <laughs> because sometimes I sit and be like, God. I'm like, but God. They are so amazing. And I'm like, had it not been for you and them and you guys as my community, like, you know, what would life look like for me, you know? Yeah, well, we thank God that you don't have to find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out to my tribe, yeah. Yes, thank God. I'm doing something really special and awesome. So yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. So you got you got next on the next question. I do. I do. Awesome. Almost threw it back to you, but then I even forgot the question <laughs> because you know. Um, but I really loved that question. It was hard for me to. Yeah. It was hard question. for me to. It was hard for me to to talk about it, but I'm glad I did. You know, it also just, just in conversation, it opened up a lot of things yeah, yeah. for me. Yeah. But my question is, um, what's the one thing that you would change about yourself? Damn, girl, that's not even a hard question. Cause like, I feel like I think about this all the time and like, no. Okay. Can I, can, can you not do any like body, body, what, what do they call it? Body dysmorphia. Yes. Stuff. Please, <laughs> no, that's not even where I was going. I okay. actually would probably change how much of an empath i am i why i just you know like i think like so sometimes i think like vulnerability and like feeling things the way that i feel and like also the way in which i have a capacity to hold others um and a curiosity for other people and how they're doing not even curiosity it's a curiosity a care i'm very intentional um I think in some breath it's really dope, but in some cases I think it really is the thing that like, it brings me a lot of pain. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, I carry a lot like, you know, 
like energetically first of all like even if I'm just not talking to somebody I can really just sense when somebody's in great pain um, and naturally I mean the one gift I do have though is the ability to sit with somebody in pain I don't think many people have that I think people are very uncomfortable and it's not that it's any less uncomfortable for me I think it's just because I know what it's like to not have anyone sat with me or sit with me in my pain but I think that's why you're so good at it yeah, um, I would still dial it back down. Like I would like bring it all the way down to like a sixty percent, because a girl can't be, you know, you can't feel this deeply. I just I, like you know, I mean, I do, and it is who I am, and um, I have to embrace it. But like sometimes that's the one thing I really think I would love to change because it just feels like the extremes. Like I feel everything as I believe that it was always designed to feel before we started numbing ourselves. And so it's like the joy, like the excitement. I like literally feel it. Like I feel like sometimes I'm like a five-year-old little girl who is like, like I'm aware of the experiences in life, but the way my emotions show up is as mm -hmm. if I've never had any of the experiences. Like the way I love, the way I feel pain. Mm -hmm. It's like a child. Like when the child feels it, like. Hmm. Childlike. Yeah. I, I actually, funny enough, um, I'm just going to disagree with you <laughs> on your own. <laughs> what are you disagreeing with? Okay. No, that whole, everything that you said, like in terms of... Are you, you saying I, that's not the thing I would change? What are you saying? No, then? I'm just saying that when you say you feel in extremes, right? Yeah. So, you, if you want to dumb down being an empath, right? Yes. Do you, do you just want to... Because I'm just trying to understand something. Because okay. if you if you feel ex extreme joy, extreme pain, obviously you're going you're gonna to feel it in, in, in almost the same level. Because the thing is, just because you're going to be happy, like really extremely happy, mm. are you expecting to feel the pain just a little less? No, so that's what I was saying. If, if I, down, if I like dial down the empath, it all goes down. Like it's not... Why wouldn't you want to feel joy at, at, its, at, at it's, its extreme? No, because, I mean, that's the thing. Is that's the dope part, right? You get to feel the good emotions at extreme. And sometimes it actually feels like I've got electricity running through me. I don't necessarily think that's healthy. Like, if I'm being honest, like, why? It, it is my natural design, but I just, I don't know if that's, okay, I think some of it is my natural design. Part of it is life experience having fine-tuned me a little bit, mm -hmm. um, which has meant that I dial in a bit more. And I think sometimes I dial in a bit more to things that I shouldn't, that I'll be just okay without dialing into. Um, if that makes any sense. But then don't you think that you just do the work on, on, on that? Those, those things? Yeah, I mean, look, Those experiences? Because you, you can't, like, it can't, it can't be an overview of your life, would see, actually. I mean, damn, girl, you asked me and I told I you. Mean, like, I mean, I know, you, like, I know, but it's a discussion as well because I'm trying to, to tell you that the way that you are mm. in that sense is beautiful to people who experience it. I think it's painful to me more often than it is beautiful. That's why I'm asking you, can you not dial it down in certain maybe, experiences? Maybe. And you know maybe. what, that's a good challenge. Like maybe that is the work that I need to do and you figure out how to, I suppose. Because you can't show up the same way in different life experiences, you know? Like, I mean, some people do. Yeah. But I feel like as humans, you shouldn't. I, fair enough. I mean, like, look, my friends, some of my friends, let me not be 
brought. Some of our friends say that's my super superpower, my consistency. Yeah, like, that's I, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, but like what I'm saying is like so maybe then the consistency needs to be reviewed. And I think I, I mm. look. I think I am. Doing it the definitely work. does. Yeah. I think I am doing the work, and I think I'm, part of the work for me does lie in being really honest with myself, and I just don't have the capacity and the bandwidth. Mm. And it starts with something as small as I just don't have the energy to kind of sit across somebody else and meet them for coffee. And I think sometimes that does get a bit offensive if someone doesn't really understand that I I take on so much. So like a coffee to anyone else is like, oh, energizing. For me, like coffees and meetups are, I'm excited to do this and I'm excited to connect with you, but they really drain me. And like, and not drain in the sense that like, there was such a hard conversation, drain in the sense that like, I'm so present. I'm like with mm -hmm. you, I... I, I ask really difficult questions sometimes when I think it's necessary. Mm -hmm. I'm like really tapped in with the person I'm sitting across from. And that does actually just take like energy. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's just a case of like, sometimes I'm just too tired to even get into the car and drive or like, you know. And you're allowed to be, you are allowed to, you are allowed to be like, actually, this is the way I was consistent before, but right now it's not serving me. Yeah, that's true. And that's okay. But you're right. And you're how right. someone else is going to perceive it. Really, they're going to perceive it in the way they perceive it. You have no control over that, you know. Um, and that's okay. Things change. As long as you're being honest with yourself. You're right. No, that's true. Mm. I mean, but for now, that still remains. But you forced the coffee dates anyways. <laughs> you know, sometimes you must force in life. And, uh. yeah. You know what? Okay, guys, hear me, hear me out, hear me out here, hear me out. Uh, sometimes you must force in life, and also because I think because of the loss that like we've experienced as a family, but I've also experienced it in like relationships, friendships. I just really recognize that like I can't take for granted how much time I have. I just really can't afford to assume that there's a tomorrow, and not to say that like death is an overarching looming thing in my life. No. But it has made me more sensitive to the fact that when I'm with the people that I am choosing to be with, I should be present. And if I literally can force, and not like force in a way like I'm actually sick or I'm like so depleted. I think force is, is the wrong word to use. So like I push myself to go to certain things even when I'm lazy and I feel like I could use rest. Mm. But the pushing myself is more because I've done an assessment of myself to see whether or not I have the bandwidth, like the capacity, the emotional mm -hmm. capacity, the mental capacity, the actual space to just sit with this person. Because I think they, anyone who gives you their time deserves that respect yeah, for you definitely. to be fully present with them. And so I do that scan. And when I really just don't have it, mm -hmm. and I mean, I've done it before. I've done it with, you know, a mm -hmm. podcast. But I've Absolutely. actually had to mm. say, I can't do it. I actually have nothing in the tank. So I can recognize when I have nothing in tech and I do push myself when I feel like it's more laziness than an actual thing that's going to impact me like and my my ability to be present with the person mm -hmm. and really hold space for them as a human being that I love in my life. Um, so yeah, so like I think just we don't have forever and mm, if not now, yes. then when? <laughs> and I think like if we really just took that outlook and it doesn't have to be morbid. It just means you get to really open up yourself and appreciate every single thing about every day. And like, your day can be shit and like everything has gone wrong. But if you can come home and be with the people that you love, that's the win, you know? Or 
if you can create the space to go be with the people you love intentionally and spend time with them in the midst of a very busy schedule, that's the win. Mm. It's mm. just about being really tuned into what is important to you. And for me, that's my people, that's my community. Um, for somebody else, it might be something else. Mm. But like, we just can't afford to live life like we have forever because we don't. Yeah. Okay. Okay, girl. You wrapped it up really nicely, even <laughs> after I, I questioned a lot of things. But yeah, I just, yeah, I just want to say that I've, I've seen, I've seen you. Be like, actually, I need the time for myself because yeah. I don't have the energy to be in other people's spaces, you know, or their energy yeah. to, you know, because, yeah, and. I'm proud of you for doing that because I've also known you as a person who <laughs> mom used to say, and you know, as much as you're about and you guys have hold, held the space for each other, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, and you've nurtured those relationships, but also it's okay to just be like, I'm running on MT. Yeah. And yeah. I think I've just gotten a lot better at that, and I'm so proud of myself. Thank you for saying that you're proud of me. It's really special to hear. Um, but I'm proud of myself as well, to just be honest in that sense, because I do think I was self-sacrificing in that, mm-hmm. in my friendships, for a very long time, in like most of my 20s, um, all of my teens. I just was always just definitely in the Bigger Zela club <laughs> with friends, <laughs> with people who should not have been in my life for as long mm-hmm. as they were. Um, but I also count it all joy now because what it's done for me is that it's made me more aware of what's really good for me and aware of what's not and the ability to just really walk away very quickly. Mm. I'm a walk away child. And yeah, and just like the older I've gotten, the more I've learned how to choose me in those contexts and also how to take care of me and understand what my role is to feed into my community and I think before it was always just like you show up at any point no matter whether you're jaded whether you're like half breathing you just always show up because I think that's what we were raised with it's like you just always show up you know and yeah. I think that's the thing that I just kind of transitioned into every area of my life and the older I've gotten the more I've realized which is why I said I wasn't kind to myself because I just wouldn't know how to take care of myself and take the moment to like you're actually not okay today. Mm-hmm. So it's okay if your friend is having a fight with her boyfriend, she's going to be fine. You can see her tomorrow or in a few days, you know, mm-hmm. or if right now you don't have the capacity for a phone call, then you can text them and that's okay. And like, you know, finding other ways to be connected to the people that I do love. And, but that does not consist of compromising myself. And I think I've come a long way in doing that. And I'm, I'm also proud of myself. Thank you so much for being here and being you and of course being my sister I love you so much and thank you for being at the table with me thank you for having me I really really enjoyed this session yeah yeah